On this week's episode of High Fives with Blake and Eric, we spike our hair and strap on the studded bracelets as we count down five bands we haven't listened to since high school. This is going to be embarrassing. It's only embarrassing if you make it embarrassing. I'll, I'll make it embarrassing for you. What did I ever do? For you, Blake. You'll be mm. embarrassed. You're the one who will be the one who is embarrassed. No, I believe you were the one who was naming off bands for the last hour that I didn't even listen to. Like, most of my... I don't even, I don't even know what to say. Most still, of the bands that you listened to in high school, you still listen to? Because they're amazing. I have impeccable taste. That's what I said earlier. I have impeccable taste, sir. Impeccable taste. That is why I married my lovely wife. You have impeccable taste. You haven't always had impeccable taste, though. Oh, really? <laughs> is it awkward now? Nobody's awkward. Nobody is. Nobody has ever been awkward. Really? I'm pretty yeah, sure there's that, been people who have that been is just n- That is just not a thing that has ever happened. You I can thought, ask anyone. You can ask anyone. I thought people were awkward sometimes. Nobody was awkward. I thought that there have been people who have been awkward. No? Well, no. Well, this is kind of awkward. The fact that you didn't know that nobody was awkward is sort of awkward in and of itself, which kind of breaks that rule, which makes you being awkward not that awkward, which then makes the statement true again, and it just sort of eats itself like a snake. Once again, I'm the exception that proves the rule. You hear that, ladies? He proves it. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I don't really know either. Ladies. So... What have you been mm. up to? What have you been what up to? What have I been up to? Yeah. Last, last hey, 20, what? Th- this is going to be our second upload in like two weeks. That's like on schedule. It's going to blow the Nash cast collective mind. Uh, they might blow something else. Oh, assuming, assuming they still, assuming I'm just going to move right past it. Assuming they still listen to us. They're going to, they, they have, they have a surprise coming. That's all I got to say. Hey, Blake. Yeah. Remember when I made that sex joke just a little bit ago? I try not to. It haunts me at night. Remember remember when I, I made can, that sex that I can see it in my dreams. It was a it was a an uh ejaculation joke. Mm. So how have you been since we recorded no, the last no, episode? Just, we're just gonna let that stew. <laughs> yes. We're yes. just gonna take a second and give people time to um, decide if this is a show they really want to invest their time into. <laughs> Should we breathe heavily into the microphones to make sure that they really get the full effect? I, that's what I've been doing the whole time. You know, if just you a second, just a Okay. If you if you recorded that and burned it to a CD, you could sell it for like white noise machines. That was relaxing. <laughs> that was relaxing. It sounded like it sounded like waves crashing against the shore. 
Trista is texting me from upstairs telling me that I'm making things awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but if if she had been able to hear your side of the conversation, she would know that things are never awkward. Things are never awkward. Nobody's you ever should, been awkward. You should text her that. This is great for the show, by the way. <laughs> yes. Texting back and forth. Are, not only are they not in the room, your wife isn't even in the room. So. Well, she can't stand to be around me. Don't don't blame her. That's true. I I rarely see you two in the same place together. She. You could be the same person. I could be making her up like like the girlfriend from Canada scenario. That's true. Except your girlfriend from Canada is literally upstairs. You know how like we say Canada is our upstairs neighbor. Your, I thought we said yeah, that yeah. Canada is America's hat. I thought that was what the saying. That's was. one of the. That's the more folksy interpretation. I think. Oh okay. What were we even talking about? I think. Oh yeah, you asked me what I've been up to, and I was about to tell you, and then you breathed heavily into the microphone. It was a whole thing. Uh, but in the last 24 hours, I watched the entirety of season nine of How I Met Your Mother, and I finished that show off right quick. And did you like the ending? I thought it was okay. Do we need to put a spoiler alert and to discuss this? I think on last week's show, we said every show starts with a spoiler. Okay, well, we should like... Should we like record an actual? We should, yeah, we should record an actual spoiler that you can just tag onto the front of the show. Okay, what what should it be? Oh, well, you know, we'll we'll figure this out later. Yeah, well, we don't need to do that now. <laughs> let's let's not do all the behind the scenes thing in the front of the scenes. All right, so I I've actually been looking forward to talking about this with you. I actually haven't watched the last season. I only saw the last episode oh, because it aired yeah. and everybody at work was talking about it. So I like. So, watched it quick and then because i wanted to talk to you about it but now that i know you didn't even actually watch the season that kind of throws that whole topic out the window well it is on netflix so i can i can watch it you should all right i will yeah we'll talk about it but but what about the final episode like what happens at the end how did you feel about that um which how it was structured is where like i said the whole season takes place over two days Mm mm-hmm the last two episodes takes place over like two decades. Yeah. So it's, I like the idea that like you spent nine years with this, these characters and you want to know um, how their life turns out. So it is, was sort of fun to uh, take, you know, these flash forwards, flash flow, flash forwards or pit stops to like their most important um, parts of their life moving forward. Um, I felt a little cheated that Robin and Barney get divorced the episode after they get married when the whole season was building up to it. Yeah. That's the, um, what I've heard is the big complaint is like you spend the whole season about the wedding and then the next episode is like, Oh yeah, they're not married anymore. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and there wasn't really a whole lot going around. Like most of the episodes were about it. Like, a lot of what all the other cast members were doing was trying to make that relationship work. And then it just doesn't, which I get it. Like some marriages don't work out. Like that's just the reality of the situation. <gasps> and, most, and most of them start out with both uh, members or the couple 
being of like the purest intentions like yeah like we love each other we're going to be with each other forever there's no way this isn't going to work so it makes sense that it just doesn't work out um uh what I, what i did like about the flash forwards is barney goes back to his old uh women chasing ways and you're supposed to get this sense of oh he didn't even grow at all as a character through this whole season because he's ending just the way he mm -hmm. um started <clears throat> But then it turns out that one of his one night stands leads to an unplanned pregnancy. And it was that actual, um, it was that, that actually changed his character because the last like time you see him, like he's a much more responsible person. He, he told these two, um, uh, scantily clad, uh, ladies to go home and get changed. Cause it's like before noon and they were going to take shots and he like chases them out of the bar and you kind of get the feeling that he finally has grown up since the uh, birth of his daughter, which I did actually appreciate. And it, while it wasn't perfect, um, I did, I did enjoy it. I'm kind of sad to see the show end. Um, even though, like I said, the show started out kind of rocky. It hasn't really felt the same as it used to be in the last two, at least the last two seasons. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I could, I mean, it was definitely like the last few seasons have been kind of like wrapping up loose ends and trying to build towards this. So it's definitely gotten away from what it used to be. I did actually like that. Uh, Marshall gives Barney his last lap. Oh yeah. And they make a kind of a big, big deal about it. It's kind of a, cute moment between those two characters who I think were um, while I do defend Josh Radner I do think that the Marshall and Barney characters did carry a lot of what that show was oh yeah absolutely all right I I, I think I talked quite a bit <laughs> sir now what have you been up to I've been working that is it so I've got nothing I'm glad you talked a lot because I got nothing to add like nothing Actually, at all? I mean, just work stuff. Like, I, I got this email today, and this guy, like, at the end of the email said, thanks, Eric, dot, dot, dot. And I what was does like, that mean? What the, exactly. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, thanks, Eric. If we don't hear from Eric <laughs> after this, like, a while after this episode posts, he may be dead. I, I, I don't think it's that. It's more like uh, like he's being sarcastic. Like thanks, oh. Eric. Thanks for sending me the stuff I asked for. I got I got much more of a murder vibe from that. Your mind is always mostly on murder. That is very true. You're you're a pretty you're a pretty murderous type person, Blake. I have my moments. It's part of the reason I love you. <laughs> but it's definitely always been there. It's always bubbling right near the surface. It's one of the reasons I love you. But one of the main reasons I'm afraid of you, too. <laughs> and one of the main reasons I'm afraid of how much I love you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's all it is. Just work. No right video now, games? I, my Xbox is still broken. Oh, right. Yes. So I've got, I'm going to get that fixed at some point, probably after my next paycheck comes. Man, but get a... Why even, like, you're actually going to get yours fixed? Yeah, it's only 80 bucks to get it fixed, so... Okay. I was going to say, like, you could probably get, like, a new slim version with a pretty good size hard drive for around 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, I might do that, but... Then or, I'd have to have a... Then I'd have to get a brand new... 
uh, hard drive and stuff, and I won't have all my saves and stuff. Or or I like or four hundred dollars and get an Xbox One. <laughs> I wish. No, the only game Kayla that I've says, been. Kayla says do it. Are you gonna break her heart? This is a. Hey, Carter says do it. Are you gonna break his heart? A. I'm not gonna break either of their hearts by not doing this. And B. You're damn right I would. Oh, that's four hundred dollars, man. Yeah. And that's not including um, games or other stuff I would need, like an extra controller and all right, all right, battery packs. Fine, but Chargers. you or Slater need to friggin' get on the ball and get one eventually. The only person I have to play video games with is Geo. And that pretentious little turd I do not want to play video games with. <laughs> we were over this, yes. I will get he one, does, I promise. No, but... I am no, now you got me into it. I'm gonna finish <laughs> his story. He has only played Assassin's Creed one, and he claims he liked it. But he says every other Assassin's Creed title is crap you know how many other games he's played how many zero he hasn't played one so the only experience he has with the franchise is the <laughs> first one which he likes but he thinks the rest of them are crap yeah that's a totally bs opinion i don't i don't approve of his opinion and and because i he don't says, acknowledge well, it i've watched people on twitch play it and it seems kind of boring and then I said, you can't review a game without playing it. And he's like, yeah, I can. I've watched people play it. I'm like, that's not how reviews work. <laughs> I, it's, I, like watching, it's almost like watching a trailer, like being a film critic and watching a trailer and being like, eh, it's kind of funny. I think it's a good movie. No, it's watching a crowd enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And this crowd wasn't into it, so it's probably a bad movie. They must love horror movies then because the shots of the crowds for horror movies how much they're like freaking out. Yeah. Those are the best reactions. Yeah. I, that, those are always the best commercials. Like, look at how scary this movie is. These people are freaking out. And it's like, I've never once been in a movie theater where people are like actually jumping in their seats. Yeah. I did actually flinch once from a 3d movie. Not my proudest moment. Was, was yeah. like, like, you know, they just did the cheap thing where someone's supposed to fly right at the camera. I like, I flinched and I immediately looked around to make sure nobody noticed that I did. <laughs> I, I think I was in the free and clear. But now you've talked about it here, so everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Kayla was sitting right next to me. Now she knows. But, you know, um, that actually reminds me that um, when I first saw Avatar, you know, I'm afraid of heights, right? That's my big fear. We've been over that. Right. Um, but when we were, when we saw Avatar, we saw it in 3D and there was like a scene where like they look out and like you're super high up in the clouds and stuff. And I didn't flinch, but like, I could feel like the, the fear that I get when I'm in a high area and like my, the anxiety, the yeah. tension in the pit of your stomach. Yep. And then my butthole puckered. So mm, and almost shit. Okay. No, no, no. It, it clenched. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the opposite of that. <laughs> so yeah, I, it was a, it was it was a scary moment for me. But I was gonna say before, I the the only video game I've actually had the chance to play is a game very similar to the Simpsons Tapped Out, but it's Family Guy. Okay. And right now they've got a deal like the like the theme going on is uh, Halloween, and so you can unlock Ghostbuster outfits for a bunch Ooh. of the characters. And I just built the uh, ghostbuster firehouse now in my cohog you, you when did this start 
uh, when did Family Guy start or just the no? When did the the Halloween patch? Just like two days ago. Ooh. So if, if you jump onto Ghostbuster it, stuff, yeah. Uh, how, you played both <laughs> Tapped Out, and I I played that for actually like a year year or so longer than you. So I, I was actually Tapped Out of Tapped Out. So right. I did, you so should I jump back follow. into it. You should jump back into it. I don't know, because now when I visit your town, you're gonna have all this special event stuff that I don't have, and then I'll feel like a pit in my stomach, you know. <laughs> and I, I'll 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 join. I'll check out Family Guy. Fair enough. How about that? Sounds good. And if I like that, that might make me, or you know, if I like it or hate it, that might drive me to go back. To <laughs> Because like I'll like it and be like, yeah, this is great. I wonder what's going on in Simpsons Tapped Out. Or it'll be like, man, this sucks. You know what game is better? Simpsons Tapped Out. I'm going back to that. Yeah, it, like there were a lot of like little gameplay things that weren't available in uh, uh, Family Guy for a long time. But I got into it during the Comic Con thing, so you could get celebrities and stuff. I got Patrick Stewart, Ooh. and they had like Felicia Day and George Takei. And other A's. Fonzie but, was there? <laughs> A. No, he was not. Oh, sad. <laughs> but yeah, so I got Patrick Stewart and uh, Trista got a few others. Trista's even playing it. Yeah, she's the one who told me to play it. Wow, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I might have to. Yeah, I'll, down, I'll probably download it after the show is all finished up. Sounds like a plan. And the Nash cast should download it, too. Assuming it's available in the UK, I would—I don't know why it wouldn't be. But anyway, yes, everybody that listens to this should also get it. And uh, where do we send the uh, the bill to get paid for promoting the game? Nobody gets paid. Nobody gets paid. I thought people no. got paid for this kind of stuff. Nope. Nobody gets paid. But like, when we promote, nobody a- gets paid. But when we promote a product like Nobody this... Nobody gets paid. We should get paid. Nobody gets paid. Fuck. Well, let's get into the high fives then. <laughs> All right. All right. When we come back, we're going to show... We're going to bear the uh, embarrassment a little bit as we talk about five bands that we can't believe that we used to listen to. all the guys Doo-doo-doo-t. high fives with all the guys high fives with all the i forget how the song goes it's to all the guys but you know That's, whatever wasn't that what i was saying no you were saying with oh i thought i i meant to i don't know how he said it twice incorrectly it's okay i wasn't gonna correct you but then i did so yeah. that makes me a liar <laughs> All right, so top... you lie to yourself, which is weird. It's like I'm not going to correct him. You did it wrong. So like... <laughs> damn it, I fucked it up again. All right, so we're looking at the top five bands that we listened to in high school that we're a little embarrassed about now. Correct. All right, this is all true. You know, I started out the little opening joke, the yuck yuck. Of the intro, the I said, I said about spiking our hair and putting on bracelets, which is stuff we did in high school because we were punk and we were cool. Super but, punk. <laughs> we were upping the punks. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, we were representing the punk scene in Litchfield, Minnesota. Hell yeah. Um, but Hardcore. Really, uh, 
most of my picks don't even fall into that category, strangely enough. Well, yeah, because you still listen to punk music. That's true. But, like, I don't know, I want to get into it, but, like, guys like James Inman, you remember that guy? Uh-huh. That guy was a jerk. Eh, he had his moments. Well, everybody has their moments. Even Hitler was a painter. Whoa, whoa, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you comparing guys we went to high school with that were friends of ours to Hitler. Maybe you were friends with James Inman. I tried yeah. to beat him up once. He ran away. That's the yeah. kind of caliber of man we're talking about. <laughs> if you were, if a guy that is, as, that is much bigger than you as you are to James Inman, you would run away from him as well. I'm just, to prove my point, I'm just going to go ahead and say I would stand my ground. You're a liar. But you, all right, you, it's your it's no, your turn to go first. So what's your number all right. five? Um, all right, so we're going with my number five pick. Yeah, so right what's off the bat, we're just gonna jump into number five. Is that what we're doing? That's what we always do. All right, top five list. Yeah, high five. Every, everybody does a ten list. Oh, but you do five and I do five. That adds up to ten. I finally get it. See, like we could say it's like a top five, but um. But I like giving people high fives, highing the five, as I call it. And then, um, wait, wait, no, now you lost me. You lost me. Okay. So you know how, like when you slap hands with somebody else, they call that yeah. highing the five, you know, you know, okay. you know I how people done, call that. <laughs> I think I've done that on occasion. Okay. Sure. So when you're highing the five with someone, <laughs> um, this is very similar to our show because um, like when you hide the five, you, you put your five fingers in the air and, yep. and you give it to somebody else and then they like meet you. Just you. don't care. Yeah. And then they meet you with another five that they are hiding back to you. You know what the, the way to, um, I've been told, uh, where you get like perfect high fives every time. Look at the elbow. Yeah. You look at the elbow. You've heard it. Oh yeah. It's a thing people know. You and I were some of the had some of the best high fives in the history of high fiving. I still remember in Target when like we high fived and like five minutes later people who were on the other side of the store were like, Was that you? <laughs> Dang and right. Yes, that was our high five. You are welcome. <laughs> All right, so let let's start highing the five. Give me give okay, me your number okay. five. So you may disagree with this album, but it's one that I kinda liked. And I listened to quite a bit, especially in my senior year of high school and like after I graduated. Like I remember I was I had a summer internship right after school working at 3M out of Hutchinson. And I would listen to this song or this C D uh to and from there. It was like a forty minute drive, so it was perfect. So you'd listen uh, to this song to and fro? No, this album that I'm about to reveal to the listeners. Yeah, but you'd listen to it to and fro? Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to make it a little more whimsical, you okay. jackass. There, oh, there's going to be whimsy. <laughs> you get your ass ready for the whimsy. And I'm talking about, uh, it's Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so I like that. I like that band. Yeah, well, I thought this is why it's number five, because it's 
a band that I want to like. Like, I really like that album, and I bet if I had it and I put it in, I would still find enjoyment out of it. Right. But I bought, I bought their two albums that came out after it, and I just could not listen to them. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I even listened to them all the way through multiple times, like two or three times. Okay. And like, that's that counts as multiple. Uh, yeah, and there was just. No memorable songs, no catchy lyrics, like no hooks that I enjoyed, and so like I, like I, I really honestly tried to find enjoyment and like this band, but I just, I just couldn't. I know this doesn't really fit into the embarrassment that we kind of, you know, frame yeah. the segment in. Yeah, I was hoping that there was going to be some blackmail opportunity. I guess mean, this is just number five. There could yeah, be blackmail opportunity five. coming up. Oh, is there ever? <laughs> My number one is a doozy. <laughs> okay, I don't remember doozy. You can tell me about it later. All right, I'll, I, will, I, will, I will. So yeah, I I, I understand. Like, so you say so it's an so album the one album like. the album you like, Ocean Avenue. Yes, I but the band heard it. turned shitty. I really haven't heard it in like ten years, so I can't say for certain that I would like it now. But what I remember it being, I think yeah, there will be at least uh, like like um a few like four or five tracks that i'd probably remember and still like to crank up in my radio and um embarrassingly sing along to belt out if you will like i i go all out when i sing in the car i want i want people to know that about me (laughs) but um yeah it's one that for whatever reason i don't know if you heard any of their stuff that came out after oceans avenue but i did desperately tried to like them i wanted i wanted them to be a band that i i could get behind and it just was not happening i even like their cd covers so yeah so you liked the album but their other albums they just they fell flat and uh they became a not good band that's what i think i don't know if you've listened to them i've only or... heard the one album so okay okay yeah i liked that album but yeah i can totally see um you know, putting them on the list because just because they, you liked them back then doesn't mean they didn't become embarrassing or just shitty later, which leads me into my number five, which is along the same lines. And that band is good. Charlotte. I could still put in that first album and like you said jam out yes belt it out in the car is that what you, you said you didn't need to sound so pretentious saying it uh, I'm like trying to remember said, what like you said jam out <laughs> like you uh, I believe the word you used was jam out <laughs> jam out jam on <laughs> jam on um, but yeah like I could totally listen to that album again but then after that first album, maybe a couple songs on the second one. Uh, it's just a really embarrassing, embarrassing band. And uh, I hear they got a new ba- The Madden Brothers are a band now, and they just sound shitty also. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't like to tell people that I listen to Good Charlotte. There was a song recently. Well, I don't, not recently. It was like five years ago, I think. That they that actually hit the radios that I did enjoy, 
It was like hit the dance floor or something. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a, a song that I would approve of. Well, it, it was catchy and I, I, I enjoyed it, but it definitely didn't make me rush out there and buy the new Good Charlotte album. Does it have and good like, beats? You can dance to it? I think it does. Um, but a few things that I, I, I have to say about Good Charlotte, and I, I think you will agree. Um, one, they definitely turned into something that did not resemble the band that they were. Yeah, for sure. Like they were really, you know, I don't want to, make them sound uh, more or less uh, less produced than what they were. They were definitely a pop-punk band that were created to sort of fill uh, or, like, check off a list. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but they, they at least were a band that played music. They, but I think they slowly turned into sort of this kind of, uh, well, as far, that song I just talked to you about, sort of this, like, dance club sort of hybrid sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was less... Less about the guitars and more about the beats. Like you, like less pop me, punk, more said, pop pop. There you go, pop pop. And and the other thing that really annoyed me about them, like right out of high school, like when I really started to dislike them, was the fact that they were basically just selling an image at this point. Like the the music they played in no way reflected what they or how they dressed and how they looked. And I know you shouldn't really judge somebody by that, but I just got the feeling that because at the time pop punk was so popular and dressing that way was so popular and lucrative. It was what was in style at the time. It just seemed like they were selling that to girls to sell albums. And I thought it was phony and I hated it. You're a big fat phony. Nice uh, use of the word lucrative, by the way. Thanks. I'm a writer. <laughs> I know. I've seen you. I've seen you write ing. I don't know if I've actually seen you writing. I don't think you have. That'd be weird. Like Eric, I've, sit I've there. Seen, and I've seen watch your me. writing. I've there seen you your writing. Yes. You've read my writing. I have. I ha- I didn't say that. I read it. I, I read it by read seeing it. it. I read it by seeing it. <laughs> I looked at your article and I said, "Yep, those are words," but it did not. <laughs> it says written by Blake Style. It's good enough for me. Thumbs up. <laughs> Are we done? Was that it? Are shows wrapped up? Uh, to yeah. be continued? I think from now on we should just do one entry per episode. There you go. <laughs> Stretch it out. There you go. Run so they're high fives, ideas. but it's high ones at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep hiding the five. Let's go with your All number right. four. Okay. So my number four is Kid Rock. No, you're Eric. But Kid Rock. The album of his I own, and I actually made sure all of my top five actually came from a, a band or a person that I actually owned an album from. Okay. Um, so I, I owned the album Cocky, but, you know, it was sort of a a fan of ba wada ba i don't know if that's actually the name of the song or yep, not it is it is ba wada ba okay and then of and then the Cowboy, bang the bang which, diggy 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 said the boogie said up junk the boogie correct not to be confused with mm bop ba diggy dot ba ooh wop ba diggy dot doobie doobie dot ba doo wop 
okay there you go thank Doobie you for, for that yeah 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 it's a pretty much the same song S- same lyrics <laughs> same lyrics yeah. in the chorus <laughs> same style yeah um and then i had the the album cocky which i'm not even sure why I'm, but there's like one song in there i think it had that photographs song with cheryl crow oh yeah that, that was when that he was, just admitted that he's not playing music for kids anymore and he's making it for middle-aged moms Yep, my mom even bought that album or my dad bought it for her for christmas one out one year and that song this is why they should have had itunes at the time because that song but because you love that cheryl crow song and like yeah that was i don't want to say a good song but it was something my mom would enjoy but the 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 last song track on the album was sort of like a, a collaboration with um snoop dog oh and since i have a, a little kid in the in the next room i do not want to uh, get into the specifics of the lyrics but there was talk of like bill clinton and the stuff he was famous for and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sort of thing and i'm like it's well, rated m for mature is what you're saying yeah for a reason <laughs> um yeah but anyway besides that stuff like it's none of that music is anything that i i can actually get any enjoyment out of at all and quite frankly i don't think america america in general can get any enjoyment from that music at all i think ba would a ba is basically just turned into a huge joke of a song at this point yeah but i mean i mean i say that but then ww or 2k just used it in their recent trailer for wwe 2k 15 so i don't know i guess there's market for it somewhere yeah and like like a lot of these entries on the list i feel like at the certain point in time, like with the age that we were and like our exposure to music at the time, like it just like it made sense at the time. Yeah. But now that we're older and wiser, at least one of us is you, um, <laughs> you, you can see why we're embarrassed of what we used to listen to. Well, and it even seems like I don't want to say that Kid Rock is embarrassed because I'm sure he will. I, I want to say it. Kid Rock should should be embarrassed. <laughs> But, like, he has, like, not only matured his sound, which a lot of acts do over time, he's just completely changed genres. He's, like, more of a country singer now, which, good on him. By I've heard people say that he's actually mellowed out and matured in his, with his age. So that's, that's good for him. I think it's more just that, like, country is the only uh, genre that, like, still buys albums. That also might be true. But. I mean, that latest song he had, he just completely ripped off the music from Werewolf in London, I think. Yeah, he mixed uh, Werewolves in London and uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that's kind of lazy. It's It makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, I get that. It takes sings. two great songs and mashes them together, and then it gets his Kid Rock stink all over him. I don't know. I think if you're making your, I don't know. Now we're getting into the, the area of our um, covers, like quality music. Cause you could be, just be like, what about covers? Like people cover music all the time. 
like you you enjoy cover songs blake stop being a hypocrite yeah but that keeps the integrity of the song together that's a, that's a good point blake thanks <laughs> all right so did you have more did you want to talk about kid rock some more uh no i think we covered it all right well let's, i think i think we need to work on our transitions between picks why more because i feel like there's a lot of him hawing about like well do you have anything else to say about it i don't know do you have anything else to say i don't know do you want to move on yeah i think we could move on now all right i'll move on unless you have anything else you want to say like wait no i do have something else to say do you crap i forgot all right go ahead all right well that actually brings me my next number (laughs) my number four so thanks for that that great segue Blake. you're welcome uh, my number four is a band called Papa Roach. And I don't know if the kids under 20 will know that one. I don't think they will. Funny story. Uh, I'll save it for later. You go ahead. This is your moment. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Papa Roach, uh, I really um, like liked them for their one big hit, which was a song called um, Last Resort, which was about Cut suicide. Cut my life into pieces. Damn it. This is my last resort. Damn it. Suffocation, no breathing, don't give a cr- if I cut my arm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how the song goes. Um, but yeah, I I like that song. Um, I just gotta say, I'm a huge fan of my radio edit there. <laughs> I do like that you censored yourself. <laughs> and you just put in static, too. You didn't beep it. That beep it would be too noticeable. Yep. But yeah, it's just like any uh, untrained ear would just be like, hmm, that CD seems to have skipped. And they don't even know CDs. Don't <laughs> skip. Well, CDs like do that, skip. You know? They don't they have skip. static. They, yeah, they don't scratch. There we go. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. So I liked their one song that they had that was really popular. And I actually kind of liked the whole album. Um, But yeah, I don't know what happened to them since. Don't care. So, From what I know, it's like every album they release, it's a different genre or style. Hmm. Which I don't know if that good or them. bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's them like just like going into the like doing something intentional, like going and be like, I feel like we should you know write this sort of music now. This is what I'm feeling artistically, or it's like our albums aren't selling. Okay, <laughs> we need to. Th- figure out a way to make people want to buy our stuff. I don't care what we need to do to our sound. We just need the money. We just we just need the money. Where do we get the money? Where pretty do sure we get the kids to give us their money? Pretty sure it's one of those two things. <laughs> it's just John, John Lovett sitting in the studio going, we need these kids to give us their money. Let's How do we get their money? You know, funny thing about um, what's the name of the song again? Last Resort. Last Resort is for no reason that song pops into my head at work all the time. And now that you said it's about suicide, it makes me sad. <laughs> um, actually, when I was in baseball in high school, everybody got their own walk-up music, and that was going to be my walk-up song. So every time I walk up to the plate. 
it'd be like, don't give a if I cut my arm bleeding. And every time you walk up to the plate, everyone's like, have you talked to Eric lately? Is he okay? Do <laughs> we need to have an intervention? I don't know, man. He says he's at his last resort. I don't know what that means. It's something by Papa Roach? What is a Papa Roach? Am I on drugs? No, oh, man. We need to have a conversation. We do? Yeah, we do. You and I right now? No, we- you and... You and... Kayla, I need to talk to me about drugs. Okay, Blake, drugs are um, something that bad people give you. Okay. And they are awesome. They I'm are getting, so good. <laughs> I know the listeners can't hear Kayla, but I'm really getting mixed signals from you and her. So she says they're bad. No, no, drugs are awesome. Drugs are awesome. Okay. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and listen to you. Because you're on the internet. <laughs> hey, they don't give these uh, podcasts out to just everyone. You got to, like, host it. So, yeah. I'm I'm an authority when it comes to drugs. And let me tell you, they're not too bad. It sounds like you have your head on straight, Eric. <laughs> Glad that you're father. Yes. I took some drugs this morning because I've got gout. Kayla or Eric, Kayla wants to know if you want to film her new show that she just invented. What is this show? I can't really give it credit or give credit to the idea. So I can put her on. What was it again? I remember the name. It's called. Okay, it's called Danger in the Manger, and it's about teaching, it's just teaching little kids biblical morals or morals from the Bible. Um, I'm not Drugs interested. I'm not See, interested. No, no, no. You, can put, you can put your artistic stamp on it any way you want. Okay, so we can make a Drugs Are Good episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> we need to make it so... Um, channels and networks to actually pick it up and they're at a very good um drugs are bad um part and you know well yeah but i mean with 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 the legalization of marijuana look at shows like breaking bad and weeds that has a strong drugs are bad message nothing good comes from having drugs it's not like they make money or people are funny or iconic characters or are you like actually saying that tv shows affect how kids behave i would never do that good because i was gonna say i grew up watching ninja turtles and i um never once have felt like a turtle really you've never just felt sluggish and slow What? (laughs) what did you say there you go. Uh, 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 yep. Uh. <laughs> the hell was that? It's that Disney, uh, not Disney, Looney Tunes turtle. Oh, I know what you're talking. Okay, Warner Brothers. Gotcha. It's also it's also Daily Show's um, John Stewart's Mitch McConnell impression. Ah, yes. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah, that was Papa Roach. All right. <laughs> Fans, you're not going to hear any of that. <laughs> oh, no. 
That's that's staying that's in. Gold. That's all, all gold. Right. So now we're moving okay. on to number three. Now we're going to number three. Your um, number three. We'll start my with. number three is another band. Honestly, do not know if they're still around anymore. Do not care. I do not. I, I'll just say it because otherwise they'll give this big. Whatever. Here it is. Stained. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. It has been a while since I first saw you. Break the cycle. How long has it been since you've listened to them? Long. Would you say it's been a while? Uh, it's. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> You're my second favorite person right now. <laughs> Thanks, man. Welcome. First is always and forever, Kayla Style. Oh, she took your last name. She she's going to. She needs to fill out the paperwork. Ooh. She keeps telling. Maybe I don't know. Hey, Maybe we're talking about stained. We're talking about okay. stained, not your life-changing decision. All right. Um, I don't know why. That's it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. So let's like, move on. <laughs> I bought. No, hold on. I have a story. I bought Break the Cycle for whatever reason. I bought it at Walmart. Ooh. And I don't know if the listeners, because we, people don't buy CDs anymore. That's just not what people do. Or at least, at least not young bucks like us. Not yeah, youngsters. Yeah. It's all digital, not, man. Yeah, yeah. So people don't know that Go back Walmart, to selling your vinyl records, old man, and your eight-track cassette tape CD mini discs, Blu-ray hula hoop. Are you done? Uh, phonograph. Away. Wanna throw a UMD? Victrola UMD. Alright, there you go. MP3 on it. Can we, can we move forward? Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So people who don't know, Walmart does not sell explicit music. They just don't do it. Like most places will have like the explicit version and the the heavily edited version explicit version clearly you have all the swear words and whatnot and in the edited version it is they're all edited out that's Uh, why it's the edited version but and this this was something that i knew (laughs) but but this day that i went to walmart i don't know why i went to walmart i i just slipped my mind and i guess the proposition of and the potential of taking home a stained album <laughs> you were drunk on just, the stained juice <laughs> just blurred with my brain to the point that i just slipped out of there i just needed I just <laughs> needed this album eric and i don't have to tell you when you need something that's a responsibility that's a responsibility yes <laughs> And so I brought it home. I, I immediately put it in. And Stained, I don't think, has a lot of curses. They might. Again, it's been like 15 years since I listened to the CD. Though it's still on my computer that I bought two years ago. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, it's been a while. <laughs> been a while! There, there it is again. <laughs> Comedic gold. Um, 
but the first time I listened to it, I'm like, I, I, I was playing video games at the time, so I didn't wasn't really wait, wait, paying you attention. You were playing video I was, games. I was playing. Believe it or not, folks. <laughs> and I started noticing that there was like, it would just cut out for some reason. I'm like, is my seat first? My mind went to, is the CD damaged? Because <laughs> I could not bear, I could not handle it if my stained <laughs> album was damaged in any way. <laughs> So I looked at it, and no, it looks fine. So I'm like, maybe it was just, you know, on that one play. Like, maybe there was something wrong with the laser. I'll pop it back in. It'll play fine. Everything's okay. Just calm down. Hit play. And it was still doing it. And I'm like, crap. This sucks. Because for whatever reason, when you're in high school, if somebody's going to swear, you need to hear it. Or else <laughs> you cannot enjoy the music. It's true. And I don't know why. I don't know what my mom was going to do, <laughs> but I, but it is really hard to make the case to your mother that you need to return an album because there's not enough swearing on it. <laughs> Maybe for you. I'd be like, you... mom, my fucking CD doesn't have any fucking swear words on it. She's like, well, give me that shit. <laughs> really? That's what your mom would do? Well, it was not a very good impression of her voice. There, but... <laughs> there wasn't. There wasn't a time when your mom talked to you about swearing on a Blink-182 album? No. That never happened? No. No? I don't think so. The story that you told me is just exists in my head alone? What? I don't remember this story. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> it's, it's... All right, Eric. Sit down. Let me tell you about <laughs> yourself as a child. Okay. So what's the story? All it is is, like, you were apparently singing along to a Blink-182 album, which I don't think I have to tell our listeners is itself full of expletives. I didn't buy my albums at Walmart, so yes, full of expletives. Well, yeah, so full of expletives because you were smart and bought it from Target. <laughs> um, and then your mom came in and questioned you, like, do you need, because you were, you, like me, when you listen to music, you belt that out. <laughs> you make sure everybody knows you're listening to music. Everybody on the block. Yes. So your mom comes in and she's like, do you need to sing along with the swear words? And then like you made your case about like, yeah, it helps with my enjoyment. If I had to, if I couldn't sing along with the whole song, it would really affect how much enjoyment I got out of this CD. And that fucking worked <laughs> i don't remember this story at all but i do know that like when i was like the first time i was gonna buy an album that had swears in it like i was like mom like i sat it on like, like i had a five point plan laid out <laughs> and like i was gonna talk her into like letting me get this album that had, i think it was like an adam sandler album i was like mom i realized that this song that the songs in this out the cd are gonna be are gonna have swears now um just to gauge your opinion, um, would you have a problem with a song or a CD that had swear words on it? She's like, no. And I was like, oh. She's like, well, just don't say it around other people. And I was like, oh, okay then. See you later. <laughs> I got some swearing to do. <laughs> then your mom was like, what did I just say? <laughs> I'm like, Sorry. And then you're like, too late. And he slammed the door behind you. <laughs> no. Then my mom was like, what did I just fucking say? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like your mom. Yeah. But anyway, so you're listening to Stained, and Stained is not, it's not happening for you. You're not getting the full Stained experience. <laughs> you really need the, because the st Stained at this point is speaking to your soul. 
And when they bleep out words, it's like it's a disconnect from between the stained lead singer to your soul. I think what eventually happened is I got bored and stopped caring about stained. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> that's, that's probably what happened. And then I don't know if they are still a band releasing music there. When I did a, a quick search on this album, they still have a website. I don't know how up to date and how often they update it. So I guess they're still around. I don't know when the last album they put out with. And frankly, I don't care. What? You don't care about the same thing? We're just speaking to your soul. And now you don't even care? They're speaking to my soul 15 years ago, and they can stay back then. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I washed my hands of them. This, you've just ex- the listeners at home have just experienced your growth, uh, you know, secondhand, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they've, ex- they've, they've experienced a moment in your life through this podcast, and I think that's, I it think that's just great. Closer. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is you never got that stained CD with the swears on it. I never, never <laughs> got to hear, I never got to hear the songs how the artists originally intended. Wow. And that might be why I just, you know, it just, it wasn't as impactful to my soul as they had originally intended it to be. Maybe if I heard those extra words, I'd still be wearing my stained break the cycle shirt and going on their forums and being like, you guys still make music? Is there anyone else here? Is... <laughs> uh, guys? Bump? <laughs> and then somebody just types in, chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Username, uh, cricket. <laughs> and then tumbleweed. Michinoku forever. <laughs> and, then, and then another user named Tumbleweed just comes in and says, just rolling by. <laughs> rolling on through. All right. I know this is going to be hard to believe, but I think we talked enough about Stained. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? All right. What, what is your number three? My number three. This is where we're starting to get into the embarrassing stuff, okay? Okay. Are you ready for my embarrassment here? Yes, uh, sir. This is... um. There's only one uh, entry on my list that I didn't own an album for, but that's not this one. This one I did own the album for. Um, the artist's name is Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Yeah, you remember that's Uncle a, Cracker? That's a teensy bit racist. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But um But it's our word, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. We can call each other that. That's our word. Nobody else has I, the right to I use remember it. from what I remember about him, and I'm sorry if this takes everything you were gonna say about him, but I remember he was quote unquote discovered by a man who was already on this list, Kid Rock. Yeah, he used to be in Kid Rock's band. I think he was the okay. DJ. Okay. DJ I, Uncle Cracker. You, this just came to me, were actually on vacation with me and my parents when you bought that album. Yep. And we listened to the whole album, and we were like, 
yeah, this is okay. <laughs> but it was Which just... I think is what he wanted <laughs> when he sat down in the recording studio. Man, I hope people think this is okay. I hope people are like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope. But yeah, I mean, he had the one song that was uh, that one cover that was like, uh, which one was it? Because he was kind of popular for two songs. The one that he did, what that like I think was on that album was uh, about cheating. It was "Follow Me," yes. Yeah, "Follow Me." It's about about cheating. Because don't tell that to girls, though. Well, it's all about because he doesn't care about the ring she wears, so she's married and he doesn't care. So that's mm-hmm. what that's what the whole song is about. And for some reason, that really spoke to me as a fourteen-year-old white kid in Minnesota, <laughs> like hitting on married women. <laughs> well, that pretty much sums summed you up as a fourteen-year-old kid. You, in I couldn't Minnesota. go two feet without running bumping into a married woman that I was trying to bed. There you go. <laughs> Truer stories were never told. But now I only bed married women or a married woman. Yeah, you really don't want to make that one plural, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the that was the song that made me buy that album. And then late, later he had uh like a something about rock and roll cover song that he got really big for, but yeah, looking back, I'm embarrassed about it. But yeah, the I remember that Midnight weekend we were in Duluth. By, uh, yeah. Um, well, thing thing about Uncle Cracker is, I think "Follow Me" was on that first album, and it was the only song on that al- album that sounded that in, in that style. Yeah, the rest of it was kind of like a shitty kid rock. Yeah. And of course, uh, the sign of a true artist is that you completely change your sound to fit the one um, commercial, uh, the the one song on your album that that was a commercial success. Yeah, they so, call that the Sugar Ray plan, I believe. Correct. <laughs> and I, I granted, I haven't heard any of his music since, except for like his hit song. So maybe all of his albums are crappy kid rock esque rock and roll and then be. the one the one song that sells yeah it's possible not likely but it's possible maybe our listeners can give us a heads up and give us what god i hope none of our listeners are still listening to uncle cracker <laughs> give us a heads up on what uncle cracker has been up to the last 20 years what has uncle cracker been doing with his life <laughs> hell maybe uncle cracker is a listener and he'll come like uh hit us up on facebook and be like Come on, you guys. I'm just doing the best I can. Maybe now he's great Uncle Cracker. That was that was a joke. I don't get it. All right. Well, fine. So he sucks. Moving on to number two. <laughs> All right. Number two. You sure you don't want to talk more about Uncle Cracker? Because he is just, I feel like we didn't make fun of him enough. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like he's done that to himself. I hate to pile on and be a dead horse. I feel like everybody can tell how much Uncle Cracker sucks. I feel like even if they had never heard of him or his music, by the time they heard the artist's name, they can kind of know that he's really, it's really sad to just kind of pile on. But do they know that Cracker is spelt with a K? That sort of that sort of turns the whole issue on its head. Oh, that's a good point. 
You know what? Yeah, I think I think he's good. I think we've talked I about him enough. Yeah. yeah, he's coming back, man. He's coming back with a vengeance. With a vengeance and another K. Wait, no, that's not good. Then it'd be three Ks. Is it Uncle with a K too? No, but Cracker. Oh, Cracker is. Yeah. Okay. It's got two sounds. There you go. I'm I'm right there with you. All right. So you think, movie number two, or everybody's gonna think we're racists. Oh, okay. Um, my number two is Adema. I had their album titled Adema. I don't really know much about this band and what they've been doing since I listened to this album in high school, but I really remember listening to it back in the day, but it was really outside of my genre of music I listened to. It's kind of sort of more of a hard rock, sort of hardcore kind of sound. Uh, still sort of more of a popular sort of um, kind of filtered through sort of that more commercialized, commercialized sort of um, sound that was popular at the time, but it's something that now, if I went back to listen to it, I would think that it was complete and utter crap, and I don't know why I ever bought the CD in, in the first place, and all I really know about the band at this point is that the lead singer eventually quit, and they got a new guy, but I do not know if the band is still around, and I really do not care if they are. And what is your number two? Alright, well, my number two is actually the one entry that I had that didn't have I didn't have the album for. Um, and it's a band called Simple Plan. Um, I remember we, it was me and Andy Slater and I don't remember who came with us. It might've been Andy Yurka. Mm-hmm. It might've been somebody else. Right. But you're sure it wasn't me. Was it you? I don't know. It was, it was, we went to see the mighty, mighty boss tones. So it might've been I'm feeling, you. I'm feeling, no, I, I didn't go see the mighty, mighty boss tones, but I'm feeling retroactively left out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you were busy with your girlfriend around this this point in time. That is gross. <laughs> I don't I don't mean at that very moment. But no, I mean, just, if whatever I was doing with my high school girlfriend at the time, it was gross. Probably. But anyway, so we went and saw Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and I really wanted to see the opening band Slick Shoes. And we didn't get. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and they we didn't get there in time, and I was upset with Andy. We didn't get there in time to see Slick Shoes. We got there in the middle of the Simple Plan set, and it was like before they had gotten any big hits. But like they they were like really energetic on stage, and they kind you know they had that poppy sound that I was kind of into at the time. And then um, when we, they were like between songs, like they were. Some people that said something to him is like, hey, man, don't worry about it. We're Canadian. We're not going to hurt you. And so that that was funny to me at the time. Apparently, like, you don't think it's funny. Had, had some chuckles. You're like, ha, 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 I was like, these guys are self-deprecating. They're Canadian. They've got a song, a sound that I kind of enjoy. And I really liked that song, uh, Addicted, when that one became popular. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, now looking back, I cannot believe that I liked them ever. Because they were like the poppiest of the poppy bands. They're all sorts of terrible. They're all sorts of terrible, yeah. Um, I do still, every once in a while, I will listen to Addicted. And, um, you know, feel the shame that should naturally accompany it. 
Do you remember what song? Because I liked their briefly liked one. Of I their do songs anything up there. Yeah, I briefly liked that. Like when we first started hearing that in high school, and like we were just starting to get into that type of music. I think, I think we both enjoyed it. Yep. Because I, I especially wanted to pay attention to that band is because I heard that I think they were produced, that album was produced by Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Correct. At the time was like our band. Like we were yes. huge into them for a while. And so I'm like, wow, Mark Hoppus is really, I'll listen to this. Uh, he even appeared uh, in that song. Yeah. And so like I I was into it for a little bit, but slowly but surely, like it was too too poppy and too sugary. And eventually I just was turned against it completely. Correct. And like you were still you were still fighting the fight. Like I'd be like, a simple plan's the worst. You'd be like, I don't know, man. I still kind of like them. Like you didn't want to throw your hat completely into that ring. <laughs> I wasn't gonna like. I wasn't gonna die on that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> You're like they're okay. They're like no, they're awful, Eric. And I remember the moment that I decided like that's it. I hate them forever. And it was that Warp tour, and they were on stage doing their thing, and I was like in the back because it was like hot out so i was like you know what i'll sit out for this set and then when a good band gets on there i'll be able to go up and get in the pit or something and they were doing their set and they decided to do a cover of a bad religion song yeah and so they did american jesus i don't know i'm just gonna give people listeners a back backstory you do not cover bad religion unless it's just not a good idea some people get away with it the streetlight manifesto did a cover of bad religion and that worked out just fine but they're you're on a tightrope at that point yeah it's it's a really narrow walkway to try to do that so and part of me was like kind of with them i was like yeah like these guys are on the radio they're on mtv like they're promoting bad religion because they said you know this is a bad religion song so I was like, part of me was like, well, they are, you know, promoting the, you know, a band that I really love and, you know, using some of their popularity f- to support that group. And then at the end of the song, you know, the part in the Bad Religion song where they say, one nation under God, one nation under God, the chant in the background. Right. Um, they, it's a small change that they made, but it was enough to, for me to be like, that's it. Um, they changed it to one nation under God, one nation under God. And that's enough. And I was like, you know what? Nope. Done. I was on the fence about whether I should support him or hate him for this. And that turned me to hate. It was just too melodic. For yeah. You. Yeah. It's like, it's like a chance singing it. They were yeah. chanting it. Exactly. I, I could see that. I, I didn't appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, so they lost a fan forever. You bring up a good point, though. I should listen to more Bad Religion. It's a, that is a good point. Everybody yeah. should listen to more Bad Religion. They released a Christmas album. Did you know that? I did hear they released a Christmas album. I should get that. Kayla loves Christmas music. And if they release one, that could be Christmas music I would actually enjoy. Not yeah. to say I don't I don't enjoy regular Christmas music because I do, but this would enjoy it on like a different level. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I should, yeah, I should download that. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. 
And the nice uh, thing, like they just they do it straight up too. They don't like, you know, put any kind of weird stuff into the song. They end the album with American Jesus. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Exactly. So like the, like you know, <laughs> but but like the songs are intact. Like they're they're not sung ironically, is what you're saying. They're not like they, no, they're definitely sung ironically. Oh, they are. But they they sing them appropriate. Like they they keep the song the same. It's the same melodies and everything. I I, I want to be a hundred percent transparent here. I did. There was a time working at Target where I would buy almost any CD when it was like under ten bucks. It was like like save seven fifty because. Target used to have this section where it's like up and coming sort of artists. Mm-hmm. They, they've had things like No Effects there, Real Big Fish. They've had Bad Religion, Alkaline Trio, Anti Flag. And that's one way I got a lot of those CDs for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. But they had a simple plan album for like really cheap ones. And the um, it kind of looked like the, the, the cover art of it kind of looked like they have, they'd matured a little, you know. Okay. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's I'm not paying that much money. So even if it's complete crap, I'm I'm out seven bucks. So sure, I'll give it a go. I started listening to it, and it was okay. Like it wasn't great, but then they get to a part of the song where, like, the lead singer should swear, but they do sort of a swerve, and he doesn't. And I w- I just basically gave up on the whole album. <laughs> like, yep. Oh. Oh, I'm out. And yeah, they were like teasing it because it was part of the, it was the whole thing where it's part of the rhyme scheme, right? And so you're expecting it. And he com- like completely comes and I don't, don't know if he just drops the vocal altogether or like replaces it with a different word or what. But I remember like rewinding and listening to the song again and being like, he did not just chicken out, <laughs> just swearing. Well, he and is he, Canadian, so you got to give he him... He is Canadian, so he's not going to hurt us. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was it. <laughs> was like, That's nope, as good a plan. reason to write off an artist as any. Still awful. But this brings us to the most embarrassing, the most humiliating, the most shameful pick on your list. Right. Your number one. I don't know if I can say. What is Mostly because I don't know if anybody will remember. What is it? What is it? What is it? It is <laughs> for a time in high school. I was trying. It was when Eminem was at its height, and everybody was making a big deal about uh, white rappers being successful. So they oh, were like, "Oh yeah, so so Eminem is, is who you're talking about? Signing. Eminem? No, no, not Eminem. No, not Eminem. Oh, so oh. he could have been on this list probably. Um, but I think he his stuff that he's putting on now is pretty okay, and I wouldn't mind listening to it. Um, but People were signing white rappers left and right at the time, and anything and anyone they were pushing out there and be like, "Hey, we got this guy." Okay, and okay. So this guy in particular was Bubba Sparks. Call it Paul Bubba Sparks. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. And me, and I just want to say that he spells his 
quote-unquote last name, because I doubt his last name is Sparks, he spells it with three X's, just to let you know the type of guy he is. <laughs> well, at least he like puts it right up on Front Street for you. Yes. Um, and like the album I had was Bright Days, Dark Nights, and I think I like this song, Ugly, which I haven't listened to it in a while, but I think a few years ago, like he just popped into my consciousness somehow. Like maybe he was on TV, maybe somebody talked to him on the, talked about him on the radio. Maybe I overheard this conversation, but like he just popped in there. I'm like, I should go back. What do you mean it just popped in there? Nice quote. Thanks. I <laughs> And so I was like, I should go back and listen to that song, you know, let the waves of nostalgia just wash over me, you know? Yeah. So Sounds I went like over, I knew, I remember the name of the song. It's called Ugly. So I went in there. I like went to the old, the YouTubes and I typed in Bubba Sparks, Ugly. And I was like, I was like, yes, this song is going to be great. And, and it was awful, <laughs> just terrible. And I think I have Sage Francis to blame for this. And this is something that I will say to his face. I'll be like, you're too good. I hate to break it to you, but you're too good. You're ruining it for everybody else. <laughs> Why are you being such a good rapper? You're ruining it for all the very bad rappers out there. Yeah. All these other white rappers that are trying to make a name for themselves, you come <laughs> along and be like, this is how you do it. What, I'm you think you're better you just because you've got more talent? Yeah, you more work talent harder? And, your lyrics have more substance and like you can speak from the heart and write songs ironically and just write dumb songs that don't have double meanings, but you think they do, you know, you're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it. Sage. You're Francis. ruining it for the Bubba Sparks of the world. I feel like I need to tweet that at him. <laughs> um, I, I remember I, I've never like completely forgot about Bubba Sparks because um, for the Vikings, they had a backup quarterback named John David Booty, and every time somebody would say his name, that was the first thing that come would come to my mind. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. He sounds like he's Jamaican. <laughs> and uh, oh, I know that's not true. No, but I do remember one line. I remember one line from the song "Ugly," and that's that line is, "I call my girlfriend's Betty's, and my shit's Grumpies." So. That's the kind that's, of lyrical genius you're the, getting with yep. Bubba, Bubba Sparks. That's the type of art that he felt that he needed to birth to the world. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I definitely see why this made the top of your list. Yep. Yep. I don't understand <laughs> what was going what through you your were, mind. <laughs> you were my friend. <laughs> you're supposed right. to protect me from this kind friends, of thing. <laughs> don't let friends buy Bubba Sparks albums. Oh. That's just the ins and outs of it. Friends, don't let friends buy Bubba Sparks albums. The moral takeaway. <laughs> All right. While I try to piece together the shards of my shattered ego. <laughs> You go ahead and lay your number one on us. Well, I mean, yeah, I appreciate the uh, the inner fortitude it took for you to admit this, for you to admit that you like Bubba Sparks. Um, but you know, it's I'm going to be joining you at the the pit of despair here very shortly because better my number one is a band. <laughs> 
called Limp Bizkit. No, notice it's it's not biscuit, it's bizkit. Bizkit. Yeah, they spell it with a Z because that's I guess supposed to scare you or something. <laughs> oh, it's very scary. <laughs> it means they're legit. It means means they're underground. If they if everyone's like, hey, is limp biscuit le- legit? You'd be like, is biscuit spelled with a Z instead of an S? They'll look at it and be like, by golly, it is. And be like, that's your answer. Limp b i z k i t, bizkit. That's Limp Bizkit is legit. You have to say his name. Fred Durst. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I bought I bought, I believe, two albums of theirs. I bought one as well. You're not you're not alone in this, sadly. (sighs) Thank you, you, sir. I uh I feel like I'm standing up in front of like an AA meeting. It's like, hi, (laughs) my name is Eric, and I used to listen to Limp Bizkit. And then they all clap. Yes, everybody claps. Because it takes guts to for to, to admit that. Now, when I first like started liking them, it was because of their cover of the George My- George Michael song "Faith." So that was the first thing that like got me into them. That right. was like the thing that kind of catapulted them into stardom. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I liked I liked a couple of the other songs. I liked the song he had that Fred Durst had with Method Man. Um. So and like what you're saying is like, like you listening to Limp Biscuit is like just one of those days. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I was like, let's get it all in together now, and we'll, well, I'll, I'll listen to all these these Limp Biscuit songs, and, uh, but when I was talking to Trista about Limp Biscuit, I was like, oh yeah, well. I've got into them because of that George Michael song. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, faith. And she's like, I know, I know the George Michael song. Like I was the idiot. Like I'm the moron. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I know that that's the George Michael song. What are you talking about? Limp Biscuit for? I was like, well, that's how they got big. She's like, no. And so I played it for her and she's like, this is God awful. <laughs> I was like, I know. Thank you, you for marrying like a, me. <laughs> you don't like a screamo rendition of George Michael's You Gotta Have Faith? You know, I gotta have faith. That's, that's how George Michael originally wanted the song to so go. He just did not have the lung capacity exactly. off. Exactly. He was not new metal enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's it's going to weigh on me heavily until my dying day that I bought two Limp Bizkit albums. But yeah. I will say this. Like, I was not the only one. <laughs> they were very popular of, for a few a years A lot of there. people bought Limp Bizkit uh, albums and a lot of red hats. Yeah. And, like, you, you remember the song Rollin'? Like, that was huge. Everybody knew that song. In Rollin's defense, it was temporarily the theme song to Undertaker. Exactly. Came down to the ring. So. And yeah, and he also had a Kid Rock song 
company. He did. Um, American him. badass. So as much my Just love for the Undertaker may have catapulted a couple of these onto the list. It's <laughs> very true. Um, but yeah, I guess. Uh, little little note, quick about Limbiscuit as as we are, I I hope finishing up this conversation about Fred Durst. Yes, is they actually discovered stained. Oh really? So it was weird. Like one of my picks uh, discovered one of yours, yeah. and one of yours discovered one of mine. It's amazing. <laughs> and also uh, to add to the whole um, stained limp biscuit um, sort of family tree. I don't know how sure. flow yeah. chart. Yeah. I think corn discovered a limp biscuit. That's correct. Who discovered uh, stained? So really, if you have a problem with stained, take it up with corn. Take it up with corn. That's what it could be traced back to said. them. Yeah. So yeah, I after this whole debacle with Trista, you know, I a while ago I was remembering the first time we listened to that together, and I was like, you know what? If I were you in my that situation, I may have left me. Like, what made you stay? And she said, Well, I guess I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> and with that, I think we just need to keep this episode rolling, 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 rolling. Ah. Uh. I can't think of any other references. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's about it. Yeah. They had the two. It's about yeah, just one of those days. Oh, and um, just uh, before we close out the show, Kayla wanted me to pass on her number one, and that was Jennifer Lopez. Oh, which. Which I don't know why she's so uptight about it because <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is an American treasure. Uh, don't you dare say that again. <laughs> um, Trista's number one embarrassing um, song or band was uh, a band called Fuel. Fuel? Yeah. I've heard of them, haven't heard a lot from them. Yeah, I don't. I didn't remember what song it was of theirs that was like popular. And so she had to play it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't great. So. Yeah, I doubt it would be. But if you were going to name your band after a form of uh, a non renewable resource, <laughs> Kayla would name it Petrol if she had to. I'd go with. <laughs> good to know <laughs> but yeah that's that's my list that well, was also my list too. all right well, what, what was your list go, go over your list again all right my list was number five yellow card number four kid rock number three a stain on my soul number <laughs> two edema and number one business first <laughs> so now what was the Edema song that got you hooked? Um, you know, I can't. I'll see if I can do a quick search of it. Because now if I listen to the CD, I've listened to it so much that I forget which one was supposed to be popular. Was it Immortal? I don't know. I just saw it on. Uh, I don't even know if I'll be able to find it. Was it Giving In? It might have been Giving In. Or oh, was wait. it The Way You Like It? YouTube has to do a, a ad. 
I yeah. need to watch this ad, Eric. I need to I need to watch this ad. Denzel Washington needs me to watch it. He's the equalizer. Yeah, I don't know cuz the the no, the music video I remember seeing is them at a party or a concert. So it might be the way you like it. Ew. I think that I don't need to see the video the <laughs> ad again. Jesus. Gotta be who you are in this world. <laughs> it's funny because I'm watching it at the same time you are. I'll be waiting for you. I got a gun. The equalizer. Rated R. I can't do nobody wants me for dramatic. Yep, it must be this one. Ugh, why? Ugh, that's embarrassing. All right. Well, my num- my top five, my high five embarrassing bands were Good Charlotte, Papa Roach, Uncle Cracker, Simple Plan, and Limp Bizkit. Now, there were some bands that did not make the list. Yes, like, there's a lot. There we, are we a live, lot of bands. We lived that... <laughs> a shameful, shameful life. Well, like, one... Like Lincoln Park is one that I thought might have ended up on one of our lists. No, Lincoln Park. I, I would say that their first album d- does have its merit, but it, I can be can see it as being sort of embarrassing. But they sort of they've you know matured like any good band should, and sure. there is there are still some albums. There's one in particular I can't remember the name of it. That I think it was their third to last album they released that i did actually really really enjoy um i don't know i i don't know i think they just released a new one and i think i heard their new song in passing and i didn't much care for it so i don't know where they're sitting at now gotcha but i would not put that band on this list um a band that i thought i might put on the list was disturbed yeah um, they were the ones. Come on, get down with the sickness. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. They of... also they also did a theme song for uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, another professional wrestler. Really? Mm-hmm. And then there was Hoobastank. I thought might get on this list. They were very close to getting on mine, mostly because they were a bargain basement incubus. They were. <laughs> and um... they sort of. They sort of gave up that sort of pop punk mentality after their first album, I think. Like they weren't like really into the pop punk sound, but that's kind of they were on the borderline, but they definitely moved further into sort of the popular music after that first album. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of bands that we hated then and still hate. Bands like Creed and Godsmack and Power Man 3000, 5000? 5000. Yeah. I don't think I've heard a song by them. They sang When Worlds Collide. Oh, I like that lyric. <laughs> um, I think the song was like, Oh, you ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. Now this is what it's like. Baby, baby. That song is just perfect if you're ever shooting a music and you need some sort of just shoot, shooting a movie. Oh, <laughs> I need... was going to say, I was going to ask yeah. you what shooting a music was. Yeah. And you just need some sort of loud music to put over something. Yes. I think that would work. But 
like a chase scene maybe but yeah i i'd be interested in hearing what our listeners were oh, yes. embarrassed of having. i think out of all the stuff we talk about this one's ripe for a listener contribution so if you wanted to get a hold of us and tell us what songs what bands you were embarrassed by you can get a hold of us by just emailing us at high fives podcast at outlook.com you can go onto our facebook page at facebook.com slash high fives you can hit us up on the twitters uh, at high five podcast or you can just go to high fives podcast.com and then you can get to any of the other places from there it's kind of neat it's like a hub yeah yeah it's yeah. like a hub. Or you can just yeah, dr- comment directly on uh, that episode. Right. And uh, feel free to head over to iTunes and give us a little rating. You know, you can give us a rating you can get, or you can give us a review. I personally both. love reading. Or do both. I feel like if you're going to do uh, reviews, you're going to do both. I don't yeah, think yeah. many people like, I will tell you what I think. But I will not quantify it. <laughs> I feel like our show is high fives. We need the five star rating. I think so. Because that's that's be like our listeners giving us a high five, and that we works. love high fives, obviously. It's very poetic. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, so let us know what you think there. Let us know on you can review us on Stitcher too. Stit well Stitcher also, not Stitcher well. too. Yes two also as well Mm -hmm. so there are lots of ways that they can let us know what they think of the show and lots of ways i hope they do let us know what they think of the show because we can't get better don't threaten america (laughs) because we can't get better without input from listeners like you (laughs) yeah yeah listeners like you um also sound like you're the guys from kennedy's (laughs) jello biafra yeah good that's how i always want to sound um but after our last episode went up the guys from nashcast said they accepted our challenge of uh list of watching surf ninjas and they can't wait they said they can't wait to talk to each other about it so their next episode is going to be a doozy where they talk about really they listen they watch that movie (laughs) lucky lucky them yes oh man can't wait for that episode. I hope they do <laughs> do an in-depth analysis of Surf Ninjas. Yes, I can. I hope they do as well, because <laughs> it is a movie that I did not want to watch. <laughs> but one day, by pure force of will, you <laughs> sat me down and we watched it, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> it's which is surprising. It it is for a movie that stars Rob Schneider and Tone Loke. It and is a great bad movie. The delivery guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. And Liam Neeson. Not Liam Neeson. What no, am I talking about? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. <laughs> Two completely different guys. <laughs> Very slight differences in their acting chops, but. Not only acting capability and acting style. Yeah, acting style, that's what I meant. But one is still alive and the other is not. Well, thanks for bumming us out. Right, right like before bring, the end, too. I like to bring up one death right before we just throw up the credits. <laughs> there there were so many people in that movie, and the one that dies is Leslie Nielsen. Not Rob Schneider, not <laughs> Tone Loke. No, we lose Leslie Nielsen. 
Um, Leslie Nielsen, not Leslie Nielsen, Rob Schneider is going to live forever just because he gets to deliver the, the line. But of course, you know, money can't buy knives. <laughs> it's, it's a, that is one of the funniest bits in a, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So, I, I am a Rob Schneider defender. I don't know why, but everybody always, you know, talks crap about him and belittles him. But I let, I'm okay with him. If he's in a movie, it's fine. Like we said last last episode, I think I, I defended him then. I'll defend him now. You got that going for you, sweet Robbie Schneider. <laughs> I got your back, buddy. <laughs> so, on behalf of all of us here at High Fives, I'm Eric. I'm Blake. And you've just been High Five. High Five. shaky head at that oh i didn't have a stroke oh she says i didn't so i didn't that's just Mm. how it is i'll give you a stroke wait that sounds dirty no that sounds dirty kayla eric's threatening to stroke me (laughs) she says that's her job okay my and i'm blake suck because i can shoot it again let's do it one more time i'm eric okay and I'm Blake. Wait, no, no, you talked over me that time. Okay, okay, so one more time. I'm Eric. I'm Blake. <laughs> that was too quick. Okay. <laughs> one more time. Okay. I did it again. Okay. <laughs> and Let's I, do it again. Okay. I'm Eric. And wait, I'm wait. Like... I, I, I said okay too, too close there. Okay. So, till next week, I'm Eric. And I'm Blake. And you've just been high-fived. I think that was good. I think, I that, think that was a good. I think I, that was a good one. Yeah, I think we, I think we got a take. One take. Take. That was one take. We just did <laughs> one take. Yes. After the power of editing, everything was done in one take. <laughs> All Punch right. Punch the microphone. Stopping recording now. Okay. <laughs>